guys, welcome back to the No Holds Barred Network with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the EVP Giggles, the Heartbreak Chick, the Queen of the Indies, Tiffany. And today, oh, it's a dance party on this episode. Ooh. Today's special guest is my friend Chad Spectacular. <laughs> what is going on? Nothing much. I'm chilling. You're chilling. You're chilling like a villain. I love it. On this hot day. I feel like I'm, ugh, I'm melting, man. I'm freaking melting. I don't like it. Like, when we have the winter time, right? Like, we want the summer. And then when we have the summer, we're like, okay, I'm ready for the summer. Well, I mean, I'm the opposite. I prefer summer all day long. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wear hoodies in the summer. It doesn't bother me that much. Mm -hmm. I'm just weird like that. That's okay. <laughs> Me, if it could be like October all year round, I'd be very happy. So, but that that's just my preference. I'm cool with like the little hoodie weather and, you know, a little cool, not freezing, not too hot. But yeah. Not, uh, not too cold. <laughs> just right. Just right. I like it. I like it. But guys, if you're new here to the Under the Rope series here, I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, referees, promoters, behind the stage, ring announcers, uh, commentary, all that. Uh, I got you covered. So uh, if you guys got questions for Chad, please drop them in the chat. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. I'm an open book. Yes. So bloop, open up that book. You know, I don't know. I feel like, you know, we're already off here because you don't have any Slim Jims. And <laughs> I told myself to grab one at Wawa, too. I was like, I, should I grab a Slim Jim while I'm here? And I was like, yeah, not today. <laughs> I had too many yesterday. I love it. I love it. Okay, guys, like and share the stream. The stream here. I'm going to say the scream. The stream. We're going back all over again that I can't freaking talk. I think I got Kyle in my head mocking me, so I'm like screwing up already. But yeah, so here we go. So we're going to start this interview. Uh, oh, I already see somebody in the chat from H2O. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Uh, so you just be prepared because again you never know who's going to pop into this chat again if you guys got questions drop them in but i always like to start my interviews off uh because the, we have a lot of fans all over the place uh so they may not know you uh, and obviously i've been focusing a lot on h2o lately chat is the ring announcer over there but most importantly how did you get into professional wrestling i was obsessed especially when i was a kid mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, when, like, you're little kids and you're playing on the playground and the guys are like, oh, he has a girlfriend, he has a girlfriend. I was, I watched a show the previous month and I saw someone do a chicken wing. So then when the kid said it to me, I put him in a chicken wing. <laughs> so I was actually not allowed to watch wrestling until I was about 13. Where mom said, you're 13, I don't care anymore. Ooh. And I got re-obsessed all over again. Oh. It was just... Oh. <laughs> so who, who like, who, who was it that, like, you know, inspired you like growing up pretty much. Booker T. Booker, Booker T. T. I, I used to watch just to see that Booker T was on there every single time. Mm, okay. So what made you decide to go into ring announcing? Well, I had an issue. I had a medical issue, which kept me out of the ring when we first came back from quarantine. Mm-hmm. And it, lo it was looking like it would have been longer. 
and I would have been out of the ring longer than what was expected. So when I first came back, I was talking to Matt, and he's like, well, you know, we train other things in wrestlers, which a lot of people don't know. Matt Tremont is actually a very good ring announcer, might I add that. Yeah. He's very good. But we train other things in wrestlers, so we went, we just started doing stuff with, like, boy stuff, He's like, maybe we can do commentary, backstage interview, something like that. And then I forget one show, uh, he went to me. He was like, all right, kid, we're going to try with ring announcing. You do good, you can do it. You don't, never doing it again. And I was like, ah. <laughs> After the show, he was like, oh, I was messing Bryce. I knew you were going to be good at this. <laughs> it just, it stuck. And then I just, I fell in love. Yeah. I just, I, it's just it's such a great place. And I think for... Um, a lot of fans, a lot of fan base that like listen in and they want to get into wrestling. And those are always the questions. And maybe, you know, maybe like you said, like maybe being a wrestler isn't the fit for everybody or you have a condition or whatever the reason. If you don't want to be, you know, or you can't be a wrestler, you have that advantage that you can do other stuff in wrestling as well. Like you said, like ring announcing commentary or, you know, yeah. H2O trains more than just wrestlers. Like we, we do train wrestlers. We train great wrestlers, awesome wrestlers. Yeah. But if you say that you want to learn something else, you want to learn how to manage, you want to learn how to ring now, do something else, they will, they will help you. Yeah. That's, it's a great thing. It's a great place. I mean, I love it there. It's a, like a home for me now. Like I just, I love the, I love the vibe there. Uh, let me, let me read up some of these, ch uh, <laughs> Comments in the chat, okay? Uh, David Russell says, hey, Tiffany, and your guest, Chad. David Brophy is here. He said, he told me to watch this, so I'm doing what a best friend should do. Uh <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> Frankie's in the chat. He says, facts. Dawn, hi. She says, surprise. Oh, wait. We're, we're staying kayfabe, right? Like, so, Chad. <laughs> We're staying kayfabe here. Uh, we also have a question in chat. What is the weirdest thing the crowd said to you while you were talking? <laughs> um. Okay. So I was, I forget what show it was, but I walked to the ring and someone knocked off my hat. I don't think it was Grand. For once, it was not Nick Grand. <laughs> but someone knocked off my top hat. And a fan's like, slap him with a slam jam. They said they would just slap him. And I'm just like, I was caught off guard. Because <laughs> I'm just so used to them knocking my top hat off all the time. It was just, it caught me off guard completely. And I just fell down laughing. I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing, right? With the fans, like, you never know oh, yeah. what's going to happen with the fans, including myself. Um, <laughs> I think you guys, it was very different when you finally seen me appear at H2O. And I love how even Anthony, Anthony didn't know who I was. And he told the story. He goes, I didn't know who you were, but you walked in with Brandon Kirk and everybody was hugging you. He goes, I knew you were someone important, but I never saw you before. And then you set up the camera and I was doing all the backstage interviews and, you know, like, I'm doing the interviews. I'm just, just like this. We're having our conversation. And then <laughs> Chad will vouch. I start screaming. <laughs> and get up in Papa Joe's face. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I start yelling at him like crazy. So you never you know. You are by far one of my favorite people at a show. 
because you never know what you're going to see you do. And it doesn't matter the brand, whether it's H2O, GC Dub, or anything. You never know what we're going to see you do when you're in the crowd. I'm a good fan to have. I mean, this is episode 96, okay? And I've had 96 people on Under the Ropes, and everybody says it. I'm a good fan to have, whether you're a heel or whether you're a face. I don't care, because if I like you, you're in trouble, because... Except when you throw streamers, no? Because <laughs> <laughs> the one time you threw it, you almost nailed me in that in the top hat, and I, like, literally ducked. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Oh man! Well, the, the chat is blowing up. I love you guys. You guys are great. Let me let me read some more of this. Frankie said, "Milk the cow, bro." I hate you. We're gonna slide past that one. Okay, we're gonna. I guess we're sliding past it. Uh, Anthrax is in the chat. He goes, "Ask Chad about the time I saved him." Oh, when Nick slapped me at um, Mystery Violence in Theater Act 2. <laughs> I remember that day. Because <laughs> Nick called me in the ring. And, you know, he's doing his Nick Ron spiel, you know, yapping. <laughs> and well, next thing you know, it's like he goes from talking to Anthrax to pulling me in the ring. And he slaps me twice. I'm just like, jeez. If the top hat wasn't good enough, now I'm getting hit. <laughs> Man, you guys, you guys are funny. And uh, Frankie said it was him that uh, said the thing about the Slim Jim smacked your hat off. It was Frankie. <laughs> no, Frankie Picard always gets me off guard and he knows he can do it. Like he did it to me last Monday. He just starts doing like this whole like airplane spin around me and I'm sitting here I'm trying to announce and I'm like I'm trying to get out of his way I'm like what are you doing and he just does his spin does his spin does his spin does his spin I'm like I'm like what and he's like keep going keep going keep going and I'm like trying to announce him and I'm dying at the same time and I was like dude you made me break I'm like I have never broke in the middle of announcing someone but I I couldn't help it I was crying <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it like me like, I just sit here and I crack up on just things of me doing interviews with you guys. And I, I can't hold it for the, well, this is why I'm the EVP of Giggles, you know. But, I mean, I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> like, it is so hard. Like, you don't understand because, like, we're all very good friends. Very yeah. good friends. So, it's like, hearing, like, do, when they do their entrances and stuff yeah. or when, like, they're, like, intimidating. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. It is so stinking bad. <laughs> Especially because I'm also a nervous laugher. Um, like when the Kryptonian Darian Hardaway shoots uh, that that look when he gets through the when he gets through the um, the curtains uh, and he's just staring you down. He stares in the ring. I, the second we make eye contact, every time I try so hard not to laugh, <laughs> like so badly. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know. I think someone needs to teach me so I could be a little bit better. But I wouldn't be me if uh, you know. I wasn't the EVP giggles. Man, I'm not even going to get to my questions. You guys are savage in the chat right now. Okay, so that's okay. Oh, we're we're going to go. We're, we're, we're just going to. We're just going to read. Let me go back up here. Okay, so uh, <laughs> David goes, what's Chad's middle name? <laughs> okay, we're going to go past that. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> 
Close it. I love him, bye. <laughs> Frankie says, ask Chad what happened last Monday as I ran around him. Which is what we just talked about. Like, yeah, I was literally trying to announce him, and he's, like, sitting. He, I'm getting up for this one. But he's sitting there, like, airplane flying around me, like, like trying to, like, 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 fucking at my leg. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, come on, keep going. <laughs> I need to get to one of these Monday shows. And the joke is, right, I'm in New York, and Frankie's in Pennsylvania, and H2O's in New Jersey, right? And yeah. I always say, Frankie, come get me. <laughs> come get me so I can come to these shows. Um, and Marcus Matters is always telling Frankie to go get me. So, you know, I will make an appearance soon uh, at one of the Monday shows. It is a lot uh, to it's, do a It's not always a trip. Uh, Undiscovered are a fun night. They're only $5. Yeah. So we open at 730, bells 8. It is just one giant fun night. <laughs> um, Squid in the chat says, to be honest, I look at the background and you have the worst. LOL. <laughs> Jeez, that's rude. I didn't choose this. This was my brother's room that I took over when I turned 18. And I was told I'm not allowed to paint the walls because I'm too indecisive on what color I want. <laughs> so I just have to live with it. Mm. I apologize. <laughs> just so you know, that's so much from H2O. Um... So now Frankie's laughing at Applebee's. Uh, David's saying, someone send me $100. I'll give Chad's address. <laughs> Papa G's in the chat. He said, good. Oh. Uh, let's see. Santiago's in the chat. He goes, ask Chad about the McDonald's story. <laughs> okay. It's after a show. It is like 1.30 in the morning. I had work before the show, so I was tired. <laughs> if you know Santiago the butler. Yes. He's like, he's short. He's tiny. Like, that's just him. So we're sitting there. in the. I waited 30 minutes for this McDonald's line because there was only like one person working. And it was just mad people in McDonald's at 1.30 in the morning right. trying to get their McNuggets or whatever. And Santiago, because I was like, I'm not speaking, so you got to say this. So he's, like, reaching over me to speak to the thing. And he goes, can I get a 10-piece McNugget? And the guy's like, nah, man, we don't have a Nuggets kids meal. <laughs> I started crying. I was like, they thought you were a child. Oh, no. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard. I was so tired, but I woke up just to laugh so hard in that line. And like I held it in until he was done his order. Once the order was over, I fell out crying. It was so bad. I was literally, it was a bad day. Oh my god, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Anthrax said, I mean, I almost hit you with a bucket of weapons. He did! At, oh, what was the show's name? I'm blanking on the show's name at the moment. Wait, I'm uh, sure Ryan will give it to us because Ryan's in the chat, too. <laughs> Ryan probably will give it to He's my Ryan, encyclopedia. I love it. He really, he really is. Like, it's really, he really is. We're going to change it from Big Red to Big Encyclopedia. This is what we're I gonna... forget the name of the show, but it was, oh, I really can't think about the name of the show. But Heir to the Throne. Heir to Thy Throne. Oh, yeah, it was Heir to the Throne. Anthrax comes out and he's like throwing stuff in the ring for the match, but hard cam wasn't facing the um, curtains. It was facing the door. Okay. So I'm looking the opposite direction 
And as he throws it, it's a good thing I peeked over my shoulder to see where he was at because I moved right before that hit there. Uh-huh. And you just hear Tara, uh, Tara Calloway go in the commentary, oh, no, Bryce. <laughs> I can't. I love you guys. Thank you for sharing uh, uh, you know, all these questions. All these questions with me, so these funny stories. Uh, Goon in the chat says, I got dimes out, Chad. <laughs> I know who that is, so I'm just dying right now. <laughs> I know who it is, too. Uh, so, but I'm just going to sit here and laugh. And Anthrax says he loves you. So, and he said he's I love sorry. you, too, Anthrax. So, <laughs> okay, so let's continue with some of my questions. Uh, so... What is it about being a ring announcer that most excites you? It's more what I do, like, in between and outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get in the ring, I'm, like, nervous as crap. And I'm, like, all right. Like, I'm, like, bad at taking people's stuff. So it's, like, when I ask them where are you from, where it's at, mm-hmm. I was, like, I t- it takes me 20 minutes to write on that tiny note card. Oh, no. And I'm just, like, sitting there trying to get it all down. So I started using my phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like in the back, I'm pacing back and forth, but I'm also like watching the match at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun just to sit in the back and watch the match and like figure out, cause like, and like trying to figure out who's going to win, who's not going to. And I'm just like, I'm in that, that, that space of just, you know, like, I want to say like, I don't want to say like peace, mm-hmm. but I'm just in that space of just, okay, I got five minutes to do this. I have two minutes to watch this, two minutes to do this. And it calms me down because for I'm a weird person. Math calms me down. So when I start analytically thinking about how long this match is going to be, if it's even going to be this long, no one ever knows times. It's like how long this match is going to be, how long I have to get this done, how long this is going to be. It's like it's, it's just that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then just getting to the ring and bringing everybody out. It's just like you meet so many different people in the business by being a ring announcer. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. <clears throat> That's why I always say like, everybody's important to wrestling, right? So when I have these interviews, it's not just biased to just wrestlers because you guys are important, photographers are important, camera people, commentary, a little bit of everything. So you guys are all important. So thank you for everything that you do to entertain us. And you're very entertaining. (laughs) Matt Tremont tells us all the time. It's not always just about who's in the ring it's the ring crew it's everything yeah. he's like we don't it doesn't take just two people to put on a show it takes the entire team right right it definitely it definitely does uh dawn says anthony says hi <laughs> hi anthony <laughs> he's so adorable i gotta send the video for him that i the footage that i took uh this weekend which was crazy uh death anniversary was crazy can we just like Bro, <laughs> it was so, it was wild. It was, and I knew it was gonna be. I, it, it was just wild. Yeah. I just looking at the matches, I was like, I, I'm kind of scared to see how this is gonna turn out. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was wild. It was insanely wild. Great card. It, if you didn't watch this, go back on IWTV and go watch this. Honestly, show. do it. Is this was not a show you should have, uh, not a show to miss, mm-hmm. and it's a show that you should honestly rewatch. I could watch this show for hours if I really wanted to. Yeah, and that's what I like about H two O too is that I feel like I find myself going back to certain like episodes, and especially when I have all you guys on too. Like I like to go back and <clears throat> refresh myself. So I was like, uh, even when we had Reed on last week, I went back and I watched his match with 
Matt Tremont. So I was like, wow. So just to like go back, like it's really enjoyable. Uh, it's a great fun promotion, and I think what was so cool is uh, I never had that like before, where like I sponsored and it was like announced anywhere. So like that was so cool. Like I had said this that I saw this scramble match. I had all these kids on, and I was like, they're so important to me. This match is going to blow away for a scramble match, and I was like, I need to throw money at this. <laughs> Like, and to have you say this match is sponsored by the Noholes Bar Network was so awesome for me. And the fact that, like, my friends all around going nuts, then I'm getting the tweets on Twitter of, like, yay, sponsored by the Noholes Bar Network. Like, it was so I cool. I, like, literally sat back there and I went through it, like, seven, eight, nine times. I was like, I need this to sound perfect just because it's for tip. Aw, I love it. No. I kept asking Matt, I was like, Matt, how do you want me to say this? How do you want me to say this? I just want to make sure it just sounds perfect. I just want to get this correct. No, nah, it was so cool. And like, so that was something for me that I've been wanting to do, um, to have it. So to have like such a special match uh, and then have you announced it was so awesome for me. And here you are on the Nolts Bar Network and we're doing this interview. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'd love to come here whenever you want. Yay! I, I drive him crazy every time I go to H2O. And if you guys didn't watch episodes of my indie talks, this is where I do a lot of backstage stuff at H2O. And me and Chad have dance parties. like All the time. We're... Every time we're here, she goes, Chad, dance party. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have fun, right? It's all about the fun. It's all the backstage stuff. It's fun. It's such a great environment. I like to have fun with you guys. You're awesome. You're just, you're all personality. I love it. It's, it's such a great thing. Um, would you, so is like would you in the future like to step in the ring? Is that like a goal for you? Or that is a goal that I am still attempting to work on. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, and we don't know. You'd be like wrestling all these kids over all these crazy kids at H two O. Like, hmm. I I'm excited. I really like. I want to go back. Like, I am training like here and there. And I want to start going back to training full time because I just, I love it all. Like I love bumping. I love everything. Like if I don't bump for like two weeks, I get anxious and it's like really bad anxiety. It's just like, cause like it's a stress reliever in a way. Yeah. It's just like a way to like get out all of your anger. And then it's just, just even just bumping by itself. It's just a way to get out all of your anger. And it's like, I'm more calm after that. Yeah. Like that is honestly how I passed finals in college. The one semester is I came every day just so I could bump and have a clear head before every final. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Rob Williams, AKA Bob culture podcast. Shout out to you. He goes, are we getting a dance party now? <laughs> yes. Dance party. <laughs> we legit do this. I'm not even kidding you. We got Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> wait, wait, here's the money. Here's the money. No, <laughs> it's not easy to break him it's great it's like i was so excited to do this interview because i knew we were gonna have a good time so uh even <laughs> and ryan said taking pictures while he's squeezing the life out of me i love that photo that photo should be like your profile picture like it really should one of you is it should be one of your profile pictures <laughs> like i just I love Ryan Redfield so much. <laughs> I do too. I love all you guys. I can't like, you guys yeah. are great. Like I'm so I'm so glad that I came to the school. Um, okay, so 
so I, I'm assuming like the most challenging part you brought up about getting all the names down and putting it into your phone, but or is there something else that you find more challenging with ring announcing? I have bad stage fright. I always really. Have, I have really bad stage fright. So it's like if it's before a big show, I probably have like three panic attacks in the matter oh, of five no. minutes before the show goes on. And I'm just sitting there, like, I'm pacing, I'm shaking. Like, that is what gets me, especially if it's a big max mm -hmm. match, like, boxing intros. Or, like, I'm where they come out first and then I announce them when they're already in the ring. That gives me, like, the most anxiety in the world. Oh, wow. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, all right. Because normally, like, the second you, like, I do the match set for one fall, then they come out and they're coming out, they're coming out. But it's like, there's that pause before I have to announce. Mm -hmm. So my head, going in my head, like, oh, my God, is it this? Is it this? Like, Atticus Coger, I probably go over his the most. Because I keep going myself, silver teeth, silver teeth, silver teeth. Not silver tooth, silver teeth. <laughs> I, I, I get stuck on that every time. Or we could call up Atticus Coger, like... <laughs> I feel like I would be the worst, though. Like, I would pronounce everybody's name all screwed up. Like, Or, like, when I had to announce Austin and Dylan back-to-back, -back, I said that Austin was from Autobahn and Dylan was from Millville. And I just flipped those backs. <laughs> it's all right. Nobody yeah. needs to know where, where you guys live. It's okay. <laughs> we don't need any creepy stalkers running around. So, um, So what's been your favorite match to announce? Ooh, that's a hard one. I've announced a lot of matches. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, I think, was I have like two that are like my top two favorite. It was like either Marcus Mathers versus RSP mm -hmm. or G Raver versus RSP because watching G Raver come in on that car, like I think you can literally see in camera. I'm literally legit looking like, <laughs> like it was such a cool thing. And I'm just sitting there like, bro, like this feels like this is giving me like Eddie Guerrero coming in to the ring down in his and down in his car. It's like it, that, it was giving me those vibes. So I'm just in my head. I'm going, bro, I just I can't I can't right now. Oh, it man. was just like it was such a big match. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. Like um... either that or Nolan Edward versus uh, Big Red. Oh, man. I wish I was there for that. I was kind of sad that I didn't get a chance to come back and come watch this. So, but that's the nice thing about IWTV. If you can't make it, you can go back on the app and yeah. go watch all these uh, matches. So great, great stuff. Is there a dream person? Well, let's do, let's do both. Is there a dream person that you would love to announce? And is that like, what is your dream match to announce? The dream person? I would actually love to announce. I'm trying to think who's on the Indies who I said I really want. Nick Gage. I really do Ooh. want to announce Nick Gage one time. Like really badly. Either <laughs> that or uh, or what's his name? I just know him, but I can't think of his actual name. I'm just thinking his WWE name. Dean Ambrose. Oh, uh, John Moxley. Yeah, John Moxley. It just wasn't coming to mind. Or John Moxley. They, those two are on my list that I would love to announce. Okay. Damn. But my dream match to announce is uh, the cage, the barbed wire cage match. I have not announced that because we have not put the cage up in H2O where I was allowed to announce that match by then. 
And I've always wanted just to have that moment to announce that match. Ooh, we'll tell Matt that he needs to make this happen <laughs> for you to do it. <laughs> David, you are a mess in the chat. He goes, we need Chad to go bald. <laughs> no, 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 no. And Frankie's no, no, laughing no, no. going, ha, a bald Chad. <laughs> you guys are too funny. I will, you will never see me without my fluffy curly hair. I can't. That's terrible. I can't. When my hair is cut, I look like my dad. And no offense <laughs> to my dad. I just, I like being myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frankie just said he always wants to sing my theme song. So that's got to be hard, too, for you, like, to be in the ring and not sing people's theme songs when they come you out. You don't understand. Like, I, Frankie... <laughs> And Jeff Cannonball are the worst, too, because it's just like, I just want to just sit there and go, because tonight, like, <laughs> so many times, and I have to stop myself. Even Kennedy Copeland's theme song with the na, 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 like, I'm trying, it's, the worst is trying not to dance in the ring, actually. Yeah. <laughs> As like, I'm trying to sit there like a stiff, but then it's like, I, sometimes I just can't help it. <laughs> I would, I, I, that's why I said I couldn't do it. I couldn't do like, it at all. Anthrax's benefit show, when Chanda when Jimmy Lyon came out, I was I literally I couldn't help it because I I couldn't help it. I forget what the uh, what music it was. I think it was Backstreet Boys or something. But uh -huh. I lost it. I was dancing in the ring. I couldn't help it. <laughs> and all you see is just Josh looking at me like, "What are you doing? What What are you doing?" And I'm just like, I I was like, "Come on, Josh. You know you love this song." <laughs> Hi, Kate. How are you? I see you in our Periscope chat. How are you? Oh, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. Like, I break too easy. So um, let's see what else. Okay. So Reed Walker brought this up to me uh, Friday when I had him on the podcast. He said that I need to ask you about all your clothes that you have. Ironically, I was, I was hoping you'd ask this question. So <laughs> I have a hall of chat. A hall of Chad. A legit hall of Chad. Literally Ooh. with all my outfits through, since I started announcing. Like, this one was at Nightmare After Christmas. I was an elf the one day for the one um, pay your dues we had before Christmas. I was a turkey as well. You got Soiree, uh, Last Extravaganza, Night 1, and Night 2. And then the final Opportunity Knocks. Like, and this one was last act at the circus. Oh, wow. Like, I always have different outfits, and it's like, I'm like the worst person because, legit, if you look on my Amazon list right now, it is just covered in like different suit jackets, <laughs> different shirts, just different everything. And it's like, it's like, I once my mom I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do when this closet runs out of space. I really don't. <laughs> so, but the question is, though, do you like, once you wear it, is that it? It's like retired, or will it come it back out again? It's on the outfit. Okay. It depends on the outfit because if I can alter it in some way, then I will wear it again. I don't like being seen in the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. Like shirts are one thing, but especially when it comes to my jackets, it's like I don't like being seen in them twice. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. like I like it's give or go. Like if I wore it one, like if I wore it in like January, it might not resurface all the way until like october november or the next year right right 
I like yeah. that. Is so wood piece is like the one that like you have in your jack uh, into your closet that you're never gonna wear again. Like, what's that one piece that was so special moment for you that you're not gonna wear again? My soiree one. Mm-hmm. This jacket. Okay. I will never wear this jacket again. I just want it for. I just need that memory of the first soiree. Uh, since you brought it up, let, let's go there because I was going to bring it up later on. But let's talk about the soiree because this was an amazing show. Uh, so I was like, so excited because originally like I wasn't planning on coming. And then I was like, OK, I'm coming. Uh, so it worked out that way that I was able to come after Atlantic City for it. And it really is like one of my favorite shows uh, with oh, H2O you. that I think the difference is especially like coming from a weekend of crazy deathmatch wrestling. And then to come to this, and it was like, I don't know what to expect, right? Like, so you had Chuck Payne and G-Raver wrestle, and it t- you would think, okay, these are two big dudes, they're scary dudes, whatever, and you're going to have this crazy hoss fight, right? But no, it was like full-on comedy wrestling, which you it would think that you- it was amazing. I can't wait for the show to come on IWTV or YouTube or wherever they're going to put it. But it was really like one of my favorite shows. But I'd love for you to tell everybody like what it meant to you. You know, how did the matches come about? Every every aspect of it. So the soiree, I went to I went to Matt one day because I talk to Matt all the time. Like I, there's never a moment where I see Matt and I go, Matt, I have an idea. And like I walk up to Matt. And I was like, I was like, Mental Health Awareness Month is coming up soon. Like, I want to do something because, you know, you know me, my own feats and my own disability because I'm bipolar. It it struggles. So I was like, I want to do something to give back. I was like, can we like take one of the shows and put proceeds for this? And he was like, he's like, I don't do this a lot. But uh, but Chad, how about how about you do a show? And I was like. Me? You, me. And he was just like, yes. He's like, we'll work on it together. We'll do a card. We'll we'll see how it goes, and we'll go from there. And like, I we set a date. We worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. I spent hours at the building talking about like this could be done with this, that could be done with this, but here with here, and who with who. It was just like, it was just putting it together was so much fun. And then the day of was probably the best experience I could have even imagined. <laughs> and like when I messaged Larry, I was like, Larry, I'm doing a show. Can I, can you help me out with this? Larry legend was like, well, of course, young Chadwick, I would love to help you out with that. <laughs> I love Larry. Larry's like one of my favorite people ever. But <laughs> So it was just, for me, it was just one. It was like the seven year old child inside of me was screaming like, you're doing this. You're actually, you're putting on your own show. But then it's also like, it's saying for everyone else and for everyone out there that has a disability, anyone that tells you that you can't do anything because right. of how bad disability may be or how struggling it can get, tell them to go F off because it's like, it doesn't define you. Right. And I wanted to prove that not only to myself, to everybody else, but mostly myself, that I can keep pushing myself. Because same time I was doing it, I was also in school. I also was starting a new job. Like it was like a lot of things happened in that small period of time while I was starting my, while I was going to my show. Right, right. So fun, so fun. It was, I, fun. It, it was a blast. Again, I really hope. Um, there's another one because it was so much fun and I would love to like help out anything I can do uh, if there's a second one because it was just so much fun. Just everybody 
Frank, Frankie, you're in the chat. I mean, he was laughing. He goes, we ha he goes, oh shit, we have an MTV Cribs. Um, <laughs> um, but like even like Frankie, like I keep like it's funny how certain things just stay with you. And like him doing the joke about he was doing a cigarette review, and, and <laughs> Jeff Cannonball lost this mind. And yeah. <laughs> And then Stan's trying to hold himself from not laughing, but he's laughing during it. It's like the littlest things are the most funnest thing. And this is what I love about wrestling, that you can just have anything. And like moments like this and shows like this always stick out to me because it's just that different feeling. So this was, was definitely like, one. It was one giant party. And I say yeah. that because legit, it was everyone there was just like, there was a few people that don't normally come to H2O like, uh, Corinne Mink was is one, for example. She's not normally around H2O that much, but when she does come around, it was just one giant party. Everybody yeah. was in a great mood. Yeah. Everybody was happy. Like, we had a few blips. Like, Larry couldn't show up last minute. Right. And he he, he called me and was like, I was like, Larry, you are A-OK. -okay. I was like, we will figure this out. Mm -hmm. We got this. He's like, I, Chad, Chad, I am so sorry. I was like, Larry, stuff happens. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling with the punches. We're gonna keep rolling with them, and I was like, we're just gonna keep moving. I was like, and it was just like everyone had fun. We like all just like joked around up until the show started, and then when all the matches were coming around, we were all sitting in the back laughing with each other, joking around, laughing about what each other did in each other's <laughs> match. And then after the show, I stayed, and you guys are having a dance party in the ring. And you even got G Raver to dance in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marcus Matters comes out as Jimmy Lloyd. Like, and then him and G Raver have this funny little match. <laughs> just, I can't. Like, I'm just done. Well, this is what I love about wrestling. So, again, I hope to. <laughs> I remember because we were in meeting before the show happened, and I told everyone I was like, "I want us to all end the note on a positive note." Yeah. So like, so if you don't know what this is, we're gonna do a soul train, and they're like, "What's a, a few people were like, what's a soul train?" I was like, "That is where you stand on either side, and as you're moving down the train, you start dancing your way out of the ring." So it was just like, and they're all looking at me like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "I was like, they're like, what's the song?" And I was like, "I'm not telling you guys the song. Just when you hear the song, just know a soul train is gonna happen." <laughs> It was great. And, I have footage of this. I need to post this up again. Like, cause it was just, it was just it a good was, time. It was, it was a good it time. Was I really do like, hope there's a second one. Cause I came back through and hit the worm and hit my signature half split from when I used to mascot back in high school. It was just, it was too much fun. No, it was, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Definitely. Like I, again, I hope the footage comes up. Uh, Jess is in the chat. Shout out to oh. you. She says, ask him what he was supposed to dress as in February. <laughs> thanks jessica anyway i was like i was i kept asking i was like can i because you know you've seen the turkey suit and the, and the um yeah the elf suit like i'm big about just like holidays i'm a holiday yeah type person, i'm same way which is why like it's pride month so i made sure i had my rainbow suspenders all mm -hmm. month I had the shirt I wore yesterday. It just mm. had like yes and rainbows all over I it. I love it. Like it's just who I am. So I kept trying to I kept trying to push for me to dress as Cupid. Oh. 
But then I'm like, me in a diaper in the ring, I don't think that's a good thing. Like, I get punked all the time, but I'm just like, now I'm thinking to myself, it's probably a good thing I didn't dress like that. You throw Hershey kisses at people? That'd be great. Like, <laughs> you're a good sport. No, this is fun. I love, I love, like, I'm that person that will get decked out for holidays and do all that fun stuff. Like, I am here for it. So. I hope I'm a celebratory person. I'm always like every time there's a show, I look to see like if there's a holiday around them. Mm -hmm. If it's not, Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, who's wrestling that day? What do I want to wear? Like every time Matt tells us there's going to be another show, Mm -hmm. it's literally the first thing I do. I was like, oh, what am I going to wear? Like I I start going through Amazon. Like, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Like the biggest thing I planned out for a show probably was the soiree jacket. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't know that the bipolar disorder ribbon is black and white, black representing depression, white representing manic. Mm-hmm. So it's like I wanted to have my representation of my disorder on me while I was at the show. Mm-hmm. That's it's great. Like, yeah, I just do different things for different days. Like if it's around that month, it's around that holiday, I try to get a costume that matches accordingly. But that that is like your job, right? And I've had these conversations with like wrestlers. Uh and actually, I'm going to say Joey Silver was one that I talked to and I knew him when he was Joey Silver and now he's known as Sweet Cheeks. Right. And I knew before he was forming into the new character Sweet Cheeks. And I was talking to him one day. It's like maybe about two years ago. We had this conversation and I was like, well, that's your job. I was like, I already like you. I was like, but the whole thing is you have to evolve because, you know, things obviously get stale after a while. And your whole thing is to catch me. Right. I'm your fan. So you have to catch me to be your fan. And yeah. and he did that job. So even like with you, like you said, OK, you're sitting here, you're thinking your process. And this is this is oh, how do I stand out? And you do. And that's and that's great. And that's what makes it very entertaining and enjoying because you don't want to be like, trust me, I've been that fan that I've gotten to promotions. And the ring announcer is like this person coming down the like bad. You know? It's like, OK, I couldn't do that if i wanted to i'm too much of a personable person and it's like weird because i have my moments where i'm just like i don't like anybody but then i have my moments where i'm just like yay and like when i'm excited for a match or i'm excited for the person coming out it's like so hard for me not to be eccentric because i just want to do their entrance so much bigger right than like i did before like when marcus wrestled ricky shane page Mm -hmm. it was like i knew for little mark that was huge Mm -hmm. so i I made I made sure that I made that as loud as like I want to say as loud as eccentric as just a good announcement as I could. Right. Even when red faced Nolan, like I made sure I held out big red's name long as possible. And even with Nolan, like I held out Nolan like to the point where I was like, Nolan <laughs> Edward. <laughs> No, I can't help it. <laughs> no, but it's good. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, you have to be personable. Because, like I said, look, here, it's boring. And it's like, that's, you know, we didn't need to be up and, you know, chanting and crazy. And that's that's what I don't like when I go to certain shows. And, and it's, like, dead. And it's, like, yeah. I'll be that fan. I'll be that loudmouth fan. Uh, that's not trying to be too annoying. So, I hope, you know, I apologize if I annoy anybody at the shows, you know. But, yeah, I will bring my streamers. And I will be screaming, you know, Funny things like rice and roti at Chris Bradley, or <laughs> or when I walk past you, Kit Kat. <laughs> oh 
Okay, let's get into this, okay? Because that was going to be my next question. All right. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's pricking something out. Girl. Quiet Sorry. on set. I just walked upstairs to make sure she didn't need me. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, dropping phones. Dropping, like, all right. All right, so let's talk about this story, okay? So when you're around... Okay, and, and it's just it's just funny because you were doing this the other day and I was trying to capture footage with Kennedy Copeland. I don't know if you heard me and her screaming, shut up, because we were trying to do some footage for the network. And you were going on about sleep jizz. It's on. You have to go back and watch the episode because you see me and Kennedy go, shh, Chad, shut up, shh, Chad. It's so funny. You're telling everybody to go to the merch stand. Right? Uh, like, whatever, come get your merch, whatever. But your thing is, is Slim Jibs. I love me a Slim <laughs> So, one of the days, one of the shows that I was there, uh, Chad was like, we don't have any Slim Jibs. And I just kept saying, well, then you're going to have to start telling people that you have Kit Kats. <laughs> so, now that's the running joke. Every time I see Chad, I'm like, get some Kit Kats. <laughs> All right, but how did the whole... Why Slim Jims? Oh, my God. Okay, so I... <laughs> Before last extravaganza, when I first started, Matt told me that Larry was coming, and I, like, I was always... Like, I looked up to Larry before he came here because I was like, Larry's Larry legend. Yeah. And he was like, you're going to have to find yourself something because, you know, he has them hot, plump, juicy hot dogs. Mm -hmm. He's like, so you got to find yourself something that's like Larry. Right. Well, not like Larry, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to find your hot dog. Right. And it was really <laughs> weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to find your hot dog, guys. Okay? Because it ran off. Go find it. But the weirdest part was, Larry said it to me when he was there in October <laughs> verbatim saying the same thing he's like you know he's like you know chad he's like if you're gonna live to the name being spectacular you gotta find something spectacular he's like you know i have my hot dogs <laughs> he's like so you you gotta find something that matches that <laughs> and it's just so happened that undiscovered after that matt brought in for the such dance he's like we're gonna try selling slim jims <laughs> and i was like hmm slim jim <laughs> And everyone kept saying it's not going to get over, but it got over, and I was like, how? So now I'm just like, I don't understand how, but it's just like, I just love saying it. I love doing it. Right. And like, every, when we ran out of Slim Jims, it's like, now it's like fans bring Slim Jims to me at every show, and it's like, <laughs> so much love. I love it so much. You never know what's going to get over, right? Like, you just never, never know. You just never know. Like, Chris Bradley was on the show, right? And like, I popped so hard with the whole microwave bit that happened at the show. Like, I died. Like, I, I was done. And he didn't realize, like, how over it got because when he came out of the podcast and everybody was talking about it, now I keep running with it. And now the whole rice roni thing's going on. And he was telling Matt a couple weeks ago, he was like, Tiffany wants me to smack Ryan with some, some rice roni And Matt actually said, that sounds yummy. He was like, <laughs> So you don't. That is such a bad thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but not. You never know what's going to get over. So never. I love the story with the Slim Jim, though. I had to ask. But all right. So do you have any hidden talents? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm like a cartoon character. Mm -hmm. And what I say like that is I have many voices. Mm -hmm. And I can do semi-decent personalities. Uh, like the impressions of people's personalities. And it's like really weird. Whether it will be the way their voice is or the way they come running out to the ring or something. It's like sometimes it can be spot on. Oh, so is there one that you could like give us right now? Oh. Maybe somebody that I've had on the podcast already, maybe? I think, oh, I'm trying to think. One of the best ones I do is, have you ever talked to Frankie Picard when he gets excited? Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, first he starts off his lap, he goes, <laughs> man. <laughs> and you never know what he's going to say after that. But it's, you know, when, how hard it hit Frankie, if he starts with either his, <laughs> Or his just straight out just wail of a laugh. And that's like probably the biggest thing I do is when I make fun of Frankie because I go, man. Or like when he has a conversation with you, he uses the same like, three things. And it's just like, it's weird. It's like a look in his eye and everything. He's like, you know, man, when I was growing up and I was like, oh, you were not giving me when I was growing up. Story. I was like, <laughs> he's laughing at the chat, by the way. <laughs> I know he is. He said you love swimming, by the way. I do. I That is my job outside of wrestling. I am a swim instructor for kids as, as little as eight months to about 12 years. Oh, so when they don't do it right, you smack them with a slim chip? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to do that. <laughs> I would get fired if I did that. Okay, no. yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I help them. Now, kids are kids are a trip. Yeah. And I think it's because of why I do this is why um, Anthony and me always, like, it's, like, always, like, with him, like, when he's in school, it's, like, I try to help him with his homework and whatnot and everything else because my degree, which most people don't know that I'm working for right now in college, mm -hmm. is an education's degree. Good for you. So it's like, I just love teaching and then I love swimming. So I put the two together and now it's just like, I teach kids how to swim. And it's like, you have your, you have the kids that are just like, you love them. They have a personality. They're great. And then you have the kids that are just like, man, I can't yell. I can't yell. Yeah, I can't yell. Yeah, I get it. But that's you gotta so keep great. smile on your face. Nah, you do. That's I great. I love every second of it. Ah, uh, I love that. I love to hear that. Yeah. Um, kid when he starts swimming and he could finally make it across the pool and you just see that excitement in his face it, or her face it is just the best thing ever Aww, i love it i love it um so i have two final questions if you guys have any more questions feel free to drop them into the chat um so what's your end goal like what would you like in the end in in wrestling um i want to know that I did everything I possibly could do inside the business. And by like that mean like I've tried my fair, like I had, I've ran my show. I tried promoting, mm -hmm. I've done announcing. I want to eventually start working on my commentary. Like I just want to be able to do everything in a sense. And just, I just want to inspire people mm -hmm. just to just 
not, I don't want to say, like, inspire. Like, I'm this great person. Like, I'm not anything. I'm just a kid from Jersey. But, like, I just want to just be that inspiring person to show people with disorders or whatnot, like, you can do it. I want to encourage them to just do your dreams, live your dreams in the long run, and just do that. Because I have, wrestling gives you one thing. It gives you a platform. And Matt will tell you a million and one times, it's never about getting the platform. It's about what you do with it when you get it. Make it worth something. And that's the main thing I just want to do is just inspire and show kids like, hey, you may suffer from depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, any other thing. Don't let them sit. Don't let people tell you that you can't do this. You can't do that. Because sometimes you have people whether it's a medical professional or not, that want to help you and some that see you only as a number and as a paycheck. Yeah. And they'll try to take you down. Like, I've had a few doctors tell me, don't do wrestling. You're not built for this. You can't do this. You're not this. And it hasn't stopped me yet. No. It's just do, be you and do your and do whatever you can do. Sorry, I stutter a little bit. Despite what your disorder is or anything you're going through, it does not define you. No. I can vouch for that. I have my own. I have a nerve condition. I have uh, CRPS, RSD, as also known. So I feel you. Um, and you never know who you're going to inspire. Uh, I get it every day, even as being just a podcaster. Me even seeing wrestlers that wrestle with my disorder. It's inspiring, you know. And you could reach out to somebody else that might be going through it and doesn't have enough courage to think that they could actually do it. So, again, these are why I like doing these interviews and chatting with you guys that you guys are inspiring. You know, you never know, you know, who could use all this advice if it's something that they want to do. So, yeah, honestly, yeah. After my show, a lot of people reached out to me. And for everyone that has, if you're watching, I am more than grateful for you telling your stories and breaking the stigma. Because that's what a lot of people, like, we've got to start doing is just breaking that stigma that it's not okay to talk about what's going on with you. Yeah. yeah. Like, talk to a friend, talk to a family member before it gets too late. Please do that. Definitely. There's always people out there that can help you. So never, never be afraid. Um. So my final question, it actually kind of pushes off of this a little bit. I always like, you know, for those fans out there that are looking to get into the business, but what's, you know, what's a piece of advice that you would tell them? If I had to give advice for getting into the wrestling business, um, pay attention. That's all I'm going to say is just pay attention. Always know, just pay attention. Because if you have a good school like H2O, where the vets are willing to sit there and talk to you and tell you what they've gone through in their life heading up, actually sit and listen and learn from that. Because those are the things that will help you as you start your journey through the business. Like I've only been here for two years. And it's like the stories I've heard and the situation. And some of the stuff I've been through, which hasn't, it's not much. I'm not saying, like, I've been through so much stuff. But, like, just in general, it's, like, listening to the vets and getting advice from Matt or from Frankie Picard or Preacher or Mike Quest. It it really is a lot. Just pay attention. That's all I would say. That's great advice. Um, and just so you know, Frankie wants me to tell you that he's Batman. <laughs> he goes, I'm Batman. <laughs> You have to think about this. <laughs> Damn, Frankie. 
Shame. You are Batman. <laughs> well. I can't stand him. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there you have it. If you're Batman, then I'm Robin. Well, well then there you go. Um... <laughs> So I have some posters here uh, for you guys. We got we just had Deathiversary uh, this past Saturday again. Please go check it out. But we got a bunch of shows uh, coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. We got Can't Take Me Alive. Uh, then we're at uh, the end of July. We have Hustlepalooza. And then the Undiscovers you were talking about that are every other Monday. I think this Monday's coming. Not today, obviously. Yeah, next Monday. Monday. Yeah, so next Monday there will be an Undiscovered. It's every other week. It's $5. Doors open at 7.30. Bell time is 8. Bring your kids. Have fun. It's just, it's all we do is just sit there and have fun on a Monday night. Starts the week off right and sends you into your work week or whatever in a happy mood. It's such a great time. Yeah. I definitely need to get down there. I'm going to see if I can come next week. I'm going to try to come next week. Um, so, and I also have the shirt with Rocket. Uh, <laughs> Frankie's laughing because I put Slim Jims next to Rocket. Um, but I had to put Slim Jims somewhere in, in, in the background. But uh, yeah, so you have some merch. Uh, you told me, and I have it in the description for you guys, that if you would like one of the shirts to DM you, right? Yes. So can you get them at the shows too, or? Uh, I mean, I do always have a few on me. I never actually get a chance to sit down <laughs> between intermissions because I'm always promoting or doing something or running around. So, so I said, it's better to DM me, but yeah, you, you can. Tell everybody have... where they can find you so that if, uh, so they know where to DM you uh, for yeah, these shirts. Um, my Facebook is my actual name, Bryce Harris, or there's the Chad Spectacular page. Same thing with Instagram is also Chad Spectacular, and I believe Twitter as well. Yeah. So, how much are the or, shirts if people want? Sizes small to extra large are 15, extra large uh, 2XL to 4XL are 20. Awesome. Great. I love it. I love it. Great shirts. Great promotion. I'm excited. A lot of good things coming up. We've got dance, par dance party. Dance party. Woo. Well, in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing another dance party uh, <laughs> in H2O building. A lot of great yep. stuff coming up. So I guess that's where we're going to come to an end with this interview. Thank you so much for joining me and having a dance party and some Slim Jims and all that fun stuff. Uh, Frankie says, I'll talk to y'all later. I have to go mow the cow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never go to Applebee's with Frankie Picard. That's all I was going to say on that situation. Oh, Never damn. go to Applebee's. I feel like Applebee's Frankie seems Picard. to be the thing at H2O because everybody keeps talking about Applebee's. Is this like a thing? Like There's one that's like legit four minutes around the corner from the Oh, bill. okay. I think I have so an after, idea. So after shows, if it's not too late, a lot of us go to Applebee's. But no. do not go with Frankie Picard. <laughs> unless you want to laugh your butt off the entire time. Oh, I'm for it. So the next time I'm coming, I'm coming for some freaking Applebee's with you guys because why not? But, you know, instead of like the Wawa thing, because that's always the thing, the Wawa that's up the block from H2O, I'm going to come yeah. with you guys to freaking Applebee's. That's what I'm going to do. So. 
<laughs> but guys, thank you again so much for watching. Thank, thank you, Chad, for coming on. It's been a blast. Like, I can't wait. Yes, love you. But guys, again, make sure you like and subscribe. Tomorrow I have abs coming on, so come check out that interview with him. And look, stay tuned because we got a whole bunch of other interviews coming up the next couple of weeks. So for that, you guys stay safe and support independent wrestling. And we'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye.